Hey guys, uh, welcome to the latest episode of the SaaS Sessions podcast. How do you decide to spend your marketing budget? Do you tend to repeat your last year's plan or you know you do experiments? Then how can you be sure which part of marketing strategy have the highest return on sales? How much should I invest in which channels which are performing for me? Which media gives me the highest ROI? What is the most cost effective campaign? If you don't know what's working and what's not, it's hard to plan for the future, right? So if you have asked these questions to yourself and wondering what are the answers to them, then you're listening to the right episode of this podcast because our today's guest will help you answer all of them for us, right? So Bharat uh, Goddam is the founder of Datapoem, which, which helps companies make use of deep learning technology to improve marketing investment planning. So, hey, Bharat, such a pleasure to have you on the show. Hey, hi, Sunil. Good to be on the show and brilliant context setting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like when we when we spoke before about about this, right? I was just so this is all all new to me, right? Maybe I maybe I'm not in the right position or something like that, but I'm very sure that my VP would have been like you know planning all of these this stuff, which is which is sort of a house blinder to me because I've never involved in this or I'm not worried about this. But then since we spoke, I started a little bit of research on on this particular topic. And I saw that, you know, this is a huge challenge or this is a constant problem for all the marketing leaders, like, you know, VP, CMOs or head of marketings out there. Um, yeah. So to just give you a context, even today, 76% of the marketing uh, decisions, right? Or marketing teams have, feel that the number one challenge for them is to understand the ROI and how to measure it. Even today, as we are talking. Exactly. Totally. So like, you know, Bharat, let's start with understanding more about you, right? What's and what's your journey been like? And, you know, and then we can talk about the latest company or latest platform data poem that you're building. Okay. So I like a lot of us in 19 who were born in 1980s. My graduation was in engineering, even though I was not very excited about it. I had to do it. Then I started discovering what I what really gives me uh, joy and you know motivation to work towards i figured out that you know brands and politics are two areas which i like the most right and <laughs> out of those two areas okay. i mean the common commonality between the two things is that i wanted you know to actually have a larger impact on society in a positive way and right. to be able to you know, help the, I mean, not just help in terms of uh, people on a one-on-one is a financial level, but more at a larger level of positive mm-hmm. impact. I so thought the commonality, career, of course, I thought the commonality in both that you would say would be huge ad spends. <laughs> ad spends and of course, communication, right? Uh, both yeah. the fields thrive on only communication. There is nothing else, mm-hmm. right? How you build perception about yourself or a company is what matters the most. Right. Mm-hmm. So, of course, as a career option, uh, politics was not an option in while US in US, at least you can go towards campaign planning and campaign management that happens as a huge uh, career opportunity. India don't have that. So I uh, chose uh, brand planning and brand marketing specialized mm-hmm. in communication management uh, in a school called International School of Business and Media Pune. And mm-hmm. then from there, I joined a company which is one of the largest media plan company in the world 
and mm-hmm. i had an opportunity to work on the launch of entire itc personal care uh, which oh, nice. means all the soaps the shampoos everything the itc launched at that time it was like a a secret project where you know a couple of guys are privy to all this and we single handedly helped the itc devise a strategy to launch it and you know the good thing is out of the three categories we've uh, planned for two of them are successful which is a great success rate in fmcg category and that gave me a lot of exposure to the world of uh, media planning and media strategy even then you know one of the things that we were figuring out was you know how much investment to be done to achieve sales right mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that's still a hypothetical question the cmo and the ceo are making wisdom based calls and judgment based calls and we were told that you know that's how it works because there are no real tools you know which helps us to get there or if there are tools they are not believing those tools right, right. Uh, both ways and then i moved to uh, my core passion brand strategy you know worked for 3 and 1/2 years in a company called centro gravity consulting one of the cutting edge consulting companies which helps you know brands uh, across the board like asian paints tanish icici ford foundation both combination of uh, social as well as uh, consumer brands and mm-hmm. you know really traveled you know breadth and width of india to actually understand what consumers uh, think of different things about home about food about education nice. uh, great learning experience and then I did a small entrepreneurial uh, journey along with my wife we started i think we started little ahead of time where it, you know digital was not uh, going as strong as now mm-hmm. we started a authentic foods brand where we give them the authentic you know snacks and pickles and powders and sweets namkeens etc and mm-hmm. it was i think ahead of time while it was gratifying in terms of understanding how you know the consequences of decision making right that is when i realized that it is about decision making that actually makes anything successful or failure right business right. life and that's a great learning to have because that's what matters right i mean every mm-hmm. time you cannot think about you know that didn't work did didn't work eventually you make decisions during that time and you will realize what is uh, that actually makes or separates you from success and failure right yeah. that happened and then i moved into uh, mudra where i was taken in as a, a strategic planning head for mudra uh, for both south brands as well as some of the national brands and one thing that felt i felt was that you know again the same problem continued right the bug in me continuously had that you know while we were you know giving strategies worth thousands of crores of media to be spent by the brands right mm-hmm. the back of the mind you all know it is not fully right you know this when we don't know some things and honestly no one had the tools or data to figure out or techniques to figure out how to get the right way but that it's back of the mind all the time that you know there's something that we are missing and we're just doing a very efficiency based planning and not effectiveness based planning makes sense uh, uh, mm-hmm. there comes the next wave of media planning which is digital and uh, i said at least you know in digital we can actually figure out what is working what is not working but again the story repeated itself in a different way now because now consumer is interconnected and there is an impact of tv on digital which you don't know 
digital on TV, which you don't know. And, mm-hmm. and you're planning in silos again, right? And even within digital, for example, I mean, a lot of marketeers who are predominantly in digital marketing space will tell you that there is a technique called multi-touch attribution or tools of multi-touch attribution, which will help you get that answer. But honestly, mm-hmm. there are so many inherent limitations of the technique, right? And, and there's a lot of human bias in assigning weights to those techniques. Again, it goes back to the thing of it's not comprehensive. It's not solving the thing that we are trying to solve. And in a case of a consumer brand where there is a multiple media platforms being used for developing brand awareness or brand preference, you are not doing justice to the you know, both media, right? Because mm-hmm. TV is generating some impact on digital. You are not calculating that. And if you assume that the digital is can created that, you're again going in a wrong way in terms of allocation and the planning. So during this time, you know, when the digital is moving up and the TV is also, there's an interconnected behavior that is happening, me and my boss and me and my co-founder right now, <coughs> sorry, who are actually trying to solve this problem for marketeers. Uh, and, you know, we realize that it is, you know, whatever we want to say, uh, we are not able to back it up with data and and the brands also, they don't have the tools and the system to understand what is working and not working. And it almost becomes a, like one of the Nielsen studies just revealed, uh, majority of the decisions of media, even today in 2020, are taken based on perceptions, right? Mm-hmm. That's the reality of life. And two and a half years back, we said enough is enough. And we said we will uh, try to solve this one thing and where the marketers don't have unanswered questions during their decision making in marketing investment planning. That's how we set out to start DataPoem, which is a platform that we created now two and a half years back. And, and it's been a journey actually trying to figure out that this problem is you know faced by people across the world. Every marketing decision maker who makes decision on media investments goes through this and to be able to solve that or at least to be able to help them or enable them solve this and uh, make them superheroes is a very gratifying feeling. Nice. That's really interesting. And and then talking about marketing mix modeling, right? So why is it is it, is it still a great, great way to measure things or is it a great way to start planning or is there is something else which is used by a lot of le- marketing leaders uh, nowadays okay. so let me answer this question the last question first right i'll tell you that as per one of the studies more than 80 percent of the media planning is still done on excel sheets right so mm-hmm. that's the truth so which means uh, that only 20 percent of the people are using some kind of tools right mm-hmm. what are the tools available yes you rightly pointed out Uh, Market mix modeling is a tool that is developed in 1970s, right? Mm. Uh, Which is fundamentally a univariable linear regression statistical model developed in basically from an econometric way of econometric modeling applied to marketing, right? And it's Mm -hmm. developed in 1970s. And what happened is that as the complexity of the media increased, right? Models started to fail. What I mean is that at a fundamental level, what the model assumes is that every medium is independent or every input variable is independent, Mm -hmm. which is where the fundamental flaw starts with, 
right and right. the second problem with that is that like i said it's a univariate analysis which means that it assumes that only one variable is impacting the uh, sale right which means i mean in this case lot of times people use spends as a parameter to understand the impact of spends on sales in different platforms right mm-hmm. but that's not mm-hmm. the case right in imagine in marketing scenario uh, or in advertising scenario you do the advertising message itself has an effect the duration of the ad has an effect the channel in which you see has an effect of course in terms of where the investment that is done to cause that also has an effect right so the the traditional models won't take all these variables right and that's mm-hmm. again the second problem that actually you know made it uh, break and the third thing is in terms of the granularity of the things right what i mean by granularity is that most of these models can actually take data at a very very aggregate level when i say aggregate level imagine all india level is one model where you're taking data in terms of spends done by different platforms at an all india level and maybe monthly and most mm-hmm. if it all it is most rigorous it's weekly right mm-hmm. but what happens in that situation is that you know the impact of different elements are actually different in different markets right you know imagine a south indian advertising completely differs from north indian advertising right in terms yeah. of response and the way they consume media the way they uh, buy products like for example south indian is a very brand uh, brand led purchase vis-a-vis a north the market which is a combination of brand as well as uh, non branded products right but you are assuming that everything is uniform and you're taking it in the form of investments and which actually makes the whole thing not comprehensive and holistic right in the absence of any other technique maybe yes but it is a broken system and last but not the least is in terms of the way it actually gives outcome right it is like mm-hmm. i said at a very aggregate level you don't understand the impact of different elements and mm-hmm. that actually breaks down the whole uh, thing for the marketer and the time it takes to build models right traditionally right. people and it's a human based thing right so you human humans had to create these statistical models using technical tools and it used to take minimum of 3 months to 6 months and uh, statistical models are by nature inference models they are not mm-hmm. prediction models yeah. right but what the marketer wants is forecast right it is not about post mortem yeah it is important yeah. to learn but it does that doesn't matter right how do i yeah. use this to actually make my decisions and create a forecasting model Uh, is a problem so time consumption and inference is our last one which break the whole thing so what happens is that by the time model is to come it is 3 to 6 months and by then the market would have market would have changed and all the inferences would have been of no use for the marketer to make decisions so most of the people who have even tried market mix modeling have started to realize that it is not going to work and that got, got aggravated moment digital behavior became so rampant right and yeah. because it assumes that it is a independent variable the entire model just fails right mm-hmm. so that is the fundamental problem so it's not that the cmos don't understand this right the cmos uh-huh. understand this they been asking the ecosystem to give them a unified solution which can answer all their what ifs right right and time and again time and again cmo is given half baked solution or a siloed solution 
which is made which is forced upon him to use as a solution to what he wants to have right mm-hmm. and it will never solve it right and it is always told that the cmos are not using the right tools and techniques vis-a-vis actually the problem is with the ecosystem right which mm-hmm. are not giving them the right solutions and that's where the right. frustration is of most marketeers and now the biggest pain point of every marketeer is not only just understanding what works and what doesn't work but understanding in a dynamic way right understanding right. in mm-hmm. an agile manner and uh, that's where you know market mix modeling anyways failed at multiple levels with agile planning it just completely crashed right and the other technique that is available is called multi touch attribution which is a digital only technique even now that is going uh, into the phase of uh, redundancy because uh, google announced that they are going to block the third party cookie tracking which is where all these multi touch attribution tools are based right yeah so that's again breakdown so what is happening is that while the marketeers want a right solution for them to get making decision making the ecosystem is failing right mm-hmm. and that's where when we started our journey we said we will not be player who will not solve the questions that are that needs to be answered if we don't solve it then we will not start the platform right got it Makes and sense. that's where i believe is beginning of the end of the old paradigm the way i see it which is siloed world world planning technique and measurement techniques i think it is going to end because parallelly what is happening is that the giant strides that happened in ai particularly in machine learning and deep learning mm-hmm. uh, have revolutionized how these multivariate non linear time series problems have to be solved for right for prediction mm-hmm. and we have we've learned a lot of these techniques you know a lot of we studied lot of techniques that are happening in machine learning and mm-hmm. when we and this is and this was a gradual thing that is built up right while we were trying multiple techniques to figure out how to solve this as we developed our system deep learning in a way also started gaining relevance and solving big big problems like you know google translate netflix amazon's e-commerce predictions as well as you know uber you know for predicting the car driver demand so deep learning has started to evolve and build prediction models and prediction solutions across uh, multiple things and mm-hmm. that's when we realize that if you need to solve the four fundamental problems of marketers right now which is unified which is comprehensive in nature which needs to be agile which needs to be granular in nature and which needs to be having a forecasting and optimization in place deep learning ticked all the boxes and that's when we actually said what if we applied deep learning to marketing problems and we got our answer and uh, i think that's where the new paradigm of uh, planning and measurement is going to happen and uh, we are, i'm very confident that that's where the future is going to be that's really great that that was a long one but definitely an insight uh, insightful one <laughs> bharat yeah so multiple things right i have but let's one thing that you correctly pointed out like as you know post mortem is important like it's very important that you figure out or you answer the questions where you know which channels work for you in the past or what was the yeah 
what was the roi that is really important but what's more important is planning about the future right because it's uncertain and you never know what's what's coming up or what's going to happen because exactly. at the start of this year many people would have planned out uh, yes. like you know multiple campaigns and different different things that they will do different experiments different uh, channels that they would spend on but you know everything went for a toss and they had to maybe restructure at the start of let's say q2 right jan yes. feb march was still fine but then yes. q2 was something where you know this paradigm Correct. shift happened in they, uh, that happened for every company in the world right this pure yes. saas non saas consumer d2c any company right correct um so how how does how does this help as you rightly mentioned like so these these planning or you know these technologies would definitely help any company or any cmo any vp marketing with the, like you know with planning of like you know how how to spend on what channels to spend like you know how much to spend and you know what kind of results you can expect in in some yes. sort of way based on you know what what data you have collected in the past for sure right so talking about data right so how what are some of the metrics like you know which are good to track right like when we are spending uh, not many saas companies would spend offline right like they would spend only yes. on digital digital so, yes yeah so then what are what are the like you know top metrics that you would uh, the cmos are always worried about right what are according to your experience yeah so i think uh, particularly the saas cmos i think are questioned on two levels one is what is the roi that the marketing has generated and second is to be able to measure it and show it to the board so that you get uh, more budgets for the planning uh, the second thing is in terms of how many how much how to invest that money so that it is a optimal roi decision right mm-hmm. so the metrics that i believe you know marketing team has to de- deal with uh, there are obvious one a uh, lot of marketers do which is forecasted mrr which is monthly recurring revenue in the in terms of new business or in terms of mqls there are some companies which do mqls um, fmrrs or you know sales qualified which is sales qualified leads while those are the metrics that needs to be taken into consideration i believe the importance is to important thing is to understand how marketing is what kind of marketing is delivering the final sale right right unless you understand what kind of marketing is getting what kind of customers for closures you will keep giving mqls and eventually sales team will always complain saying that this is uh, rubbish right so that right. perennial problem of uh, marketing versus sales always happen and mm-hmm. one definite uh, metric i would uh, look for is conversion rates which is lead to conversion rates closure times that are happening mm-hmm. in terms of conversions as well as velocity or velocity of deals moving from mql to proposal stroke closures right makes uh, sense yeah those are metrics and i also want i mean and that's i think is a fundamental thing lot of times particularly b2b saas marketers miss out is in terms of how is the brand perceived right or how is right. the brand's affinity to in a particular category and mm-hmm. for that the most important metric is what is the share of brand searches in a particular category that you are operating in if you are a very unique brand that you are creating a new category even then what are the branded searches that you are getting and how is it moving on a month on month basis or a quarter on quarter basis is a very critical thing to observe because eventually if branded searches increase your overall cpi is going to get down 
and that's a business roi and that is in the realms of marketing lot of times uh, marketing teams only look at demand generation but let go of the brand building part and uh, that's a completely lopsided way so i feel that along with the demand generation metrics you should definitely have a brand preference indicators like like i said the brand search share or in terms of uh, web traffic or conversion rates etc etc organic search organic traffic mm-hmm. that, those are the elements that you definitely need to track as a marketing uh, performance yeah and and so so this these technologies can also be used for you know predicting what kind of activities that a company can do to increase the brand presence as well as this applies to just marketing and demand gen side of things do these technologies apply apply to the brand building side of things as well yes yes so what happens so is nice. that mm-hmm. uh, because fundamentally right i mean like i'll tell you a case study right one of the clients that we are operating on uses like all b2b saas companies you know apply lot of demand generation techniques like you know google facebook programmatic linkedin etc as well as uh, channel partners right content partners mm-hmm. affiliates to actually get leads that's one mm-hmm. way right and uh, you will not believe on a first glance on a last click attribution 70% of the leads are coming through organic right oh okay uh, then there is a worry that you know what's happening to the demand gen so of course all organic is happening because lot of imp- thing is impacted by the demand gen activities that is one level Good. right mm-hmm. but the important thing to understand is that 20% of the new business growth is coming from organic traffic right which is not impacted by anything it is just the brand's preference of the consumers in their minds and getting closed right it is important it. to understand how that baseline effect so we call it as baseline effect which is mm-hmm. imagine if there was no marketing activity how mm-hmm. much is the brand on its own pulling the new business growth right makes sense mm-hmm. and it is very important for us to understand what elements will help it grow right mm-hmm. sometimes uh, sometimes you know display campaigns will grow sometimes a content initiative will grow but understanding that and actually helping it grow will act eventually increase your overall business roi and that mm-hmm. can be in the closure like i said closure conver- uh, conversion rates it can be in terms of uh, mqls coming in, uh, converting into sales leads deal closure times deal volumes that we are looking at in terms of size of the ticket size you know everything improves right mm-hmm. makes uh, sense so that's what we can definitely use the tools to understand what is helping the brand metrics to grow great so my last one before we move on to the lightning round right so how can a startup get started with planning or you know making making use of these technologies to actually start planning and figuring out doing the post mortem as well yes and plus doing the forecasting of where to spend how much to spend what channel to spend and you know what kind of roi to expect so how how can someone start maybe if you can give us like a three step or a five step process like you know hey do this first do this second or something like that yeah okay so this is the most complicated question because one <laughs> any startup who is starting off in a starting of their journey will don't have any learnings uh, like right maybe not Interest. maybe not starting but let's say uh, yeah like any growing startup is, yeah growing yeah. company for sure right fundamentally what we need to believe is that 
you know when you're starting up you need to figure out that there is one thing is called brand intent build up and second mm-hmm. is intent capture right both are critical and you need to be able to make decisions on uh, investments on both that's the first thing that you need to definitely have in mind saying that how do i ensure that my organic traffic is increasing and yeah. then how do i ensure that i am getting enough conversations with new customers who don't know me right both are critical right that's the first step and the second step is to figure out how how is different elements of marketing helping mm-hmm. in achieving the organic increase as well as achieving your mqls or sqls or closures of sales right got it you should always believe that we need to have a tool which should solve this and not only depend on either a last click attribution or a first click or a u shape or a w shape because they're all human biases that will get into the picture you need to have right. a system mm-hmm. which is unbiased learning that it has to do to arrive at what is the contribution of each channel right that Makes is sense. a yeah. uh, big important thing that we need to uh, keep in mind once we have uh, the, the first step is to understand we need to invest both in our increasing tra- organic traffic as well as con- new conversations second is to ensure that we have a mechanism or a tool to ensure we are learning interconnected effect between different platforms and arriving at the final roi and the last mm-hmm. thing is to have a, a disciplined process where we uh, use the uh, agile learning tools to actually guide us on what is working and what is not working and make those changes in a dynamic manner right if right. we do these three steps i think you know the marketing investment roi will definitely be on one of the highest levels that's really interesting i think it would be uh, great you know if people listening to this would just start with this again uh, this would be definitely sure for companies who are let's say around 10 million arr right so they would have a lot of data coming from different channels that they yes. uh, that they could study on and using that data to make predictions or make cast uh, some roi and, and and you know also use that in a, uh, like planning as well i wouldn't say that you know it it's for people who are still like you know in the 1 to 10 phase uh, 1 to 10 arr phase because again they they're not spending much and uh, they are still on the experiment side that you know figuring out new channels they're still building the channels are still very immature for them yes and uh, yeah so it it and, is and basically the someone... complexity of decision making is lesser the yeah. complexity of interconnected effect is lesser because they might yeah. be using few channels so it's easy to understand what is working what is not working from a human observation level as Mostly the number of channels yes yeah. number of channels increase and the number of within channels number of uh, creatives or messaging changes the complexity changes and hence there yeah. you have a tool to actually help you solve that and also like you have a huge budget at 10 when you are at 10 10 to 100 yes. or 10 to 50 you have a huge budget so you need to care, spend it carefully exactly uh, right So yeah this has been great so let's let's move on to you know the lightning round i have three questions so yeah bharat so first one what what do you know about your work now that you wish you would have known when you first started i think you know the most important thing is about not jargon is about helping people understand in a language that they will understand right exactly. it is not about throwing jargons right great simplicity of telling 
telling the answer is the most important which when you know the stuff well you will be able to present it in a simple manner and most effective manner makes sense totally i think you did that just just a few minutes back when we were talking about all these different uh, technologies and how how you know planning would actually help founders i think it you explained it to very simply and i think people would love that thank um, you yeah. and yeah so second one like what did your biggest professional failure teach you it actually failure actually helped me to understand that like i told you right decision making is one of the most important thing that makes you success of failure right got it mm-hmm. and you need to be aware of that and when you're going through those situations you need to make right decisions and not necessarily short sighted decisions makes sense and then my last one like what's the number one thing that has helped you shorten your learning curve okay i i will tell you this and uh, i have couple of thing but one the first thing in, it's inherent in uh, what i fa- what i feel always is uh-huh. uh, i always wanted to replace almost like for example if i'm working as a um, management trainee i wanted to replace a vp if i was working right. as a vp i wanted to replace a ceo if i am becoming a national head i wanted to become the global head you know it is not thinking of taking one step further or two steps further it's about leaps right Got it. Uh, when you want to have those leaps you inherently will learn right the second thing i think it happened i don't know how from schooling itself somehow i almost learned self almost right most of the concepts i used to learn on my own mm-hmm. that helped me you know get used to the self learning practice that is prevalent right now so the combination of taking leaps in terms of uh, your growth targets so that you inherently will learn much more faster uh-huh. and learning it on self and not waiting for someone to tell you or give you training i don't think if someone is expecting training in nowadays they're going to become redundant sooner nice that's really in- interesting so yeah it's been great speaking with you this all was very insightful and i'm i'm sure people listening to this would would love this as well would love it as well and it could be insightful for them i really well. wish and hope that it is you know yeah. it helps a few people uh, who are going through these uh, conversations and i love the spirit of your uh, uh, podcast where you are trying to answer the questions of the practitioners either you are facing or people around you are facing and if they can actually get answers or i'm more than happy to answer more questions if they come in the podcast we can send email answers to the people who have more questions about the same or we can for do sure. one more session if required yeah, yeah for great. sure thank can, you so much yeah. for having me it's really yeah. a pleasure and uh, a lot of good things thank you